right. Well, good to see you this morning, and uh, we're looking forward to a great day in God's house. Take your uh, Bibles this morning, and we're in Ephesians chapter number two, or Ephesians chapter number six this morning, and Ephesians six. And I got all these candy bars up here. I don't know what to do with them. Gus, look, keep an eye on them for me. All right. And so uh, we, we've been going through this series called Making Homework, and uh, today we're going to continue that, uh, just sharing biblical principles to not only raise children, but to build families. And I think this is so important, is to build families. You all realize that the devil, his target is the home. The devil wants to destroy homes, and I'm so glad that we have an opportunity. Good to see Cheryl back. How are you feeling? Good? Good. Good to have you back. And so uh, as, as we get into this this morning, today's lesson is one that hits all of us, and it's this matter of respect. Uh, you know, respect is, is almost just gone out the window, hasn't it? I mean, it, we're living in a day where nobody respects anyone else. Uh, they don't respect people's rights and, and various things. And uh, today we're going to focus maybe a little bit more on children, but I think the lesson is something that all of us need to hear so look what it says here in Ephesians 6. Look at these first two verses. The Bible says, children, obey your parents. Notice these words, in the Lord. And the Bible says, for this is right. Now look at that next word. What's the first word of verse number two? Honor. honor. Now that's, that's where we're going to be today is this matter of honoring or respecting. And it's so important. Now notice we're doing this uh, for the Lord and we're making sure that we're following because it says here honor thy father and mother which every child should do it says which is the first commandment with what promise so you know look as a child I didn't grow up in a Christian home but if I'd have been taught this I would have grown up understanding if I want to live a blessed life the way to be blessed as a child is to honor my father and my mother now I am going to tell you and, and, and I'm just going to kind of preempt this, that I'm going to kind of take this lesson, yes, speak about children honoring, but I'm also going to take this because I'm looking at all adults today, and I'm going to put it, I'm going to put the responsibility where God puts it, and many times that responsibility falls on us. Now, you'll see that this morning, so, so again, uh, understand that as we get into this, because basic respect is what we're talking about today. And it's, it's, it's literally disappeared from society. There's a, a total disregard for authority. Uh, you see people nowadays, they see a police officer. I mean, years ago, they, they just they came out with all these derogative uh, terms that they use for police officers. And, and uh, you know, people don't, don't respect authority. Not just police. It could be uh, officials, uh, it, certainly in the home, the father, the mother, uh, in schools. I, I, listen, honestly, some of you teach. I, I would struggle being a teacher in the public school system. And I'm not saying that, the whole, that every school or every uh, teacher or every classroom, but I, I know many of our teachers, especially Christian teachers, really struggle because there's no authority in the classrooms. It, you know what the best kind of teacher is? It's a teacher that's a disciplinarian. And when they've changed so much in the schools, they've taken everything away from the teacher where the teacher no longer can be a disciplinarian and when you don't have discipline in a classroom, guess what you have? Anarchy. You have children, students running the classrooms. And that's when you started seeing people going in schools with guns and knives and all these types of things. 
And folks, it's just the tip of the iceberg. But listen, the loss of respect begins in the home. That's why uh, we're focusing in this, in this uh, series on the home is because there's a disintegration that begins in the home. And look, from the home, where do children come from when they go to school? They come from home. When they go out into society, where do they come from? From the home. Everything begins in the home. See, today, a lot of parents uh, believe having children, because of all that's going on in society, they believe that having children is a waste. They think that parenting is some type of a burden, and they don't want to do that. And what we have to look, as a Christian, we have to somehow understand that the Word of God helps us to turn this trend around, to realize it's a privilege to be a parent. Uh, Look, there is responsibility that comes along with it, but how do we teach our children the fundamental value of respect? Now, they're in here, so I didn't tell them I was going to do this, but I'm just going to do it anyway. But my son-in-law's in in here, my daughter's in the cry room there, and I'm very proud of them. I'm I'm proud of all my children. Uh, We raised our children. We try to teach our children to respect. Uh, They they never... uh, my children never smarted off to their mother. If they did, I dealt with it. I wasn't going to have that in the home. I wasn't going to have my children telling me what they were going to do. That's, now, again, that's just the way I parented. Uh, I, I just tried to follow the biblical principle. And, uh, and, and it's been kind of neat how God has brought Chris and Abby here to be a part of our ministry. And, you know, I never told Chris, hey, listen, this is how you parent. This is what you do. This is how you treat your kids. But I I love the fact that God's given us a close-up view of how they're raising their children. And I mean, listen, they they love their daughters, but they're they're not going to put up with disrespect. And, uh, you know, my granddaughter's just a couple months older than two years, and they're teaching her, look, you're going to honor us, and and you're going to do what we say. And, you know... To me, Chris, that's so refreshing, you know, because I'm like, I'm around people all the time that don't, do not make their children respect and honor the authority over them. You guys with me this morning? I, I, look, it, you may, hopefully you have this in your home, but if you step out into society, you see it every day. I mean, just kids, you know, they go into the store and they see something they want and they just pitch a fit till what does mom do? Gives it to them, you know, and I'm just like, Wow, you know, so it's, it's interesting when you think about respect because the Bible actually uses a word more commonly for the word respect, and it's the word honor. Look at some of these examples that I've given you, and I've given you the references there, but one way that we are to honor is citizens are to honor their government. Now, we look, we may not like who's in the White House. We may not like who's the governor of our state or the mayor. Uh, we may not like a, an elected official, but the Bible says in Romans 13, Render, therefore, to all their dues, and then it says, honor to whom honor. We are, look, that's our right is we are to honor as citizens. We're to honor our government. Another way is, is as Christians, and I hope you're saved today, as an employee of a, a business, many of us work in various places, we're to honor our employers. How many of you work for an unsaved employer? Raise your hand. Yeah, most of us do. Most of us don't have the privilege to work for a Christian person. And so the Bible tells us that, look at this, in 1 Timothy 6.1, it says here, as many servants, the Bible goes on to say, count your masters worthy of all honor. You, look, do you want to know the best way 
to make an impression on your unsaved boss is to honor them. How do you honor an unsaved boss? Listen, show up on time. Be the best employee he has. You know, give 110% to where your boss goes, wow, I don't, you know, I don't know what it is about that guy named Gusley, but I mean, the guy is, he's here, he's always working, he's not sitting around, he's not playing on his phone all day. He's a hard worker. You know what Gusley's doing? He's honoring the Lord by, by honoring his boss. And the Bible says we can do that. How about this? Churches are to honor their leaders. Now, again, this just falls into this list, but Paul wrote to Timothy. He said, let elders, the word there is synonymous with pastors, that rule would be counted worthy of double honor. The Bible talks about giving honor. How about this? Church members are to honor one another. Romans chapter 12 and verse number 10, the Bible says, with brotherly love in honor, preferring one another. That means we're, we're supposed to, look, prefer someone before you. If you see somebody that has a need, then meet that need. We're going to share this morning a way that maybe you can help to meet some needs uh, in the worship service this morning. But we as members are to honor one another. How about this? Churches are to honor their widows. Uh, we've got a small handful of ladies uh, that, that are widows in our church. And the Bible tells us to honor widows that are widows indeed. And we need to make sure that we're, we're respecting them, that we're honoring them because God's word teaches us this. Here, you guys know a lot of these. Husbands are supposed to honor their wives. It says, giving honor unto the wife as unto the weaker vessel. Husbands are to honor, respect their wives. So you think about how many, uh, how many husbands do not respect their wives. And then it also tells wives are to honor their husbands. Ephesians 5.33, the wife see that she reverence her husband. And again, the word reverence there, talking about respecting, honoring, that doesn't mean she has to worship the ground that he walks on and kiss his big toe and things like that. It, it just means that she is to honor him. She is to respect him. And look, there's many different ways that a wife can honor and respect her husband. And the Bible tells us that husbands are to honor their wives, wives are to honor their husbands. How about this one? Husbands and wives are to honor their wedding vows. The Bible says in Hebrews 13, 4, marriage is honorable in all and the bed undefiled. And so those vows, look, I, for 32 years, I've tried to honor those vows that I made to my wife. I've tried to keep myself as unto her. And we were talking the other day because we were discussing some things in, and we were talking about in sickness and in health or richer for poorer. We're living some of those things right now, you know. <laughs> and it's just, it's just but it's, it's, been a, it's been a great time to just honor the Lord and that commitment that we made to each other. And so we try to honor one another. We try to honor those vows. And then look at the last one. Children are to honor their parents. Again, honor thy father and mother. It's the first commandment with promise. So you look, that's just a, a sampling of how God uses for the word respect in the Bible, uses the word honor. Now, in every relationship, here's the, here's the bottom line, is that honor and respect are essential. See, respect has to begin at the home. Now, how does that happen? Let me give you a couple ways. Here's the first one. is As parents, we need to expect respect. Okay, We need expect respect. Now, it's, there's nothing wrong with that. Look, at number one, parents should expect respect. Insist on your children being obedient. God instituted authority in the home, and here's the authority. The parents, the children. 
The children are under the authority of the parents. God has called upon parents to provide a leadership model that expects respect. Now, if you study, look, here's a great example in the Bible, Joshua in the Old Testament. Joshua led the people of Israel. He led the nation of Israel. But if you look deeper than that, Joshua led his family. Remember what he said, but as for me and my house, he was leading his family. He says, look, other people may be going this direction, but me and my house, we're going this way. We're we're doing things God's way. And so we need to be providing leadership for our children. Listen, when you provide leadership for your children, you know what happens? That actually helps your children develop a sense of respect for authority. Let me say that again. When you lead, when you provide leadership in your home, you're teaching your children to have a sense of respect for authority themselves. You know why? Because you're, you're expecting your children to respect you as authority. You see the model that they're getting there in the home? And then they go out in society, and instead of, instead of doing what they're doing to police officers nowadays, they honor them, they respect them. And I think it's a good thing. Look, it, I think it'd be a wonderful thing if you have children to teach them to respect uh, law authority, and then you see a police officer out in public and have your child go over to that police officer and just say, hey, thank you. I mean, that be, after you pick that police officer up off the ground, you know, and, 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 and you know, get him to come out of his, where he fainted, uh, he'll probably give that child anything that he wants, you know, just for uh, respecting the authority that he has as a police officer. Here's two words that I want you to see, and I want you to see that, that what God is meaning by these Look at the first one is the word obedience. Now, we we throw this word around, but it refers to listening to instructions, but it also refers to heeding those instructions. Don't just listen. The Bible says don't just be a hearer of the word, but be a doer of the word. So obedience is conforming to what has been required. See, that's, you know, like for instance, God commands us to be a soul winner. He doesn't ask us. He commands us to be a soul winner. And so if we are obedient, guess what we're going to do? We're going to go soul winning. We're going to tell people about the Lord. But if we don't do that, we're not being obedient. We're being disobedient. So understand what obedience is. But look at the word we're focusing on today is the word honor because honor refers to valuing or revering someone. So our children are not just to do what we say. And a lot of times that's the goal of every parent is just to get your child to, boy, you're going to do what I say. And I hear a lot of parents say that. But here's what it is. It's getting a child to the place where they value the relationship that they have with authority. And because they value that relationship, guess what they're going to do? They're going to give respect. That's, that's what you want a child to do, is to understand that God has created a, a divine order, a, a chain of command, and as parents, first of all, we should expect respect, but look at this. Remember I told you I'm going to kind of take it back to us. Parents should teach respect. See, children don't naturally exhibit respect. You have to teach a child to respect. You with me? Now, look, at this is something that you see when you look in the Bible. Look at Proverbs, the book of Wisdom, chapter 4. Hear, O children, the instruction of a what? Of a father. So look, 
dads, this is something we have to teach our children. That's what he's saying here. Now look what he says. Attend and know understanding. I give you good doctrine. Forsake ye not. Talking to his son. Forsake ye not my law. For I was my father's son, tender and only beloved in the sight of my mother. He taught me also. Notice there the instruction of a father. And here's what he says to his son. Let, not, uh, let thine heart retain my words and keep my commandments and live. Now that's not going to happen. Look. Parents are not going to teach their children respect unless they care. You have to care. As a parent, we have no one to blame but ourselves when our child doesn't respect authority in their lives. Because God's given us the responsibility to teach our children. One of the most loving things that a, a parent can do for their children is to discipline them. Did your mom or dad ever say that to you when they were about ready to spank you? This is going to hurt me more than it's going to hurt you. Yeah. And, and I remember saying that to my, my child. I don't remember which one it was. And uh, one time, and my, my child's like, yeah, right. You know, it's going to hurt you more than it's But it really does. No, no parent should, should enjoy disciplining their children. But we, look, as a Christian, we know the fruit of that if we do discipline them. And by the way, we also know the fruit if we don't discipline them. You know, a child left to himself, the end thereof are the ways of destruction. And that's what you see is uh, children bringing shame to their parents. See, God calls parents to set boundaries and not, listen, not just set boundaries, but enforce them. You know, the police department doesn't just put up speed limit signs just so there can be a sign on the side of the road. But then you get those guys out there with the car with the little gun, you know, the little radar gun. I, I can't stand that, you know. I just want to drive as fast as I want. But listen, there needs to be some discipline, some respect for authority. And it, it, look, I know how you are. You're driving down the road and you see a police officer. What's the first thing you do? Take your foot off the gas. You did that on the way to church, didn't you? Uh-huh. And, and so, so that's exactly what you do. You know why? Because you respect authority. But listen, let me ask you a question. Why do we need to have to let our foot up off of the, the accelerator? We should, we should respect it no matter if there's a police officer there or not, right? See, we, we expect a lot out of our children that we ourselves do every day as adults. Do we respect authority See, if we're going to ask our children to do it, then we need to be doing it. Getting all the quiet in here about right now. See, if you give instructions and they are disobeyed, you are not a, a loving, you're not loving your children by looking the other way. If, if I see something that my children do, listen, what I need to do is I need to deal with that. Just to look the other way is not going to help them. Look what it says in Proverbs 13. He that spareth his rod hateth his son. Now, I knew my dad loved me a lot. <laughs> because look at the rest of that verse. He that loveth him, chasteneth him betimes. You know, my dad showed me a lot of love when I was a kid. You know, and that word betimes, I mean, you know, there was, there was many times, you know. And, and my dad just, uh, you know, he, there were times where I thought he was going to wear me out. But... You know, listen, correction is the proof that there is a relationship between a parent and a child. Now, look, it doesn't always have to be the rod. 
And there's a lot of discussion about what the rod is, but however you choose to discipline your child, listen, there needs to be a, 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 an authority relationship there between a parent and a child. Look, you see that in the Word of God between our Heavenly Father and us. Look what it says in Hebrews chapter 12. If ye endure chastening, boy, that was my life's verse right there, you know. If you endure chastening, God dealeth with you as with what? Sons. For what son is he whom the father chasteneth not? Now, look, I didn't do stuff to just so I could, I could go, boy, I, I'm going to do this so I can get a whooping. Y'all understand what whoopings are? A couple of you. But I'll tell you this, when I did something wrong and I got chastened for it, it was a sure indicator that was my daddy and he wasn't going to let me get away with it. He loved me that much that he was going to correct me. And the Bible says, whereof, uh, if, if you, without chastisement, whereof all are partakers, then are ye bastards and not sons. So, you know, a lot of times we look at our children and we think that our children are angels, don't we? You know? And we buy them clothes with a little angel on the front, all this type of stuff. And, and you know, you, think, you just think the sun rises and sets on your children. But, you know, the book of Proverbs says that our children are not angels. Look what it says. Foolishness is bound in the heart of a child, but the rod of correction shall drive it far from him. You know, the, there, there's foolishness. You know, sometimes my dad would say, boy, I'm going to beat that out of you. <laughs> I get, I'm just giving a lot of personal data today, you know, about my life growing up. I was the youngest of four, the only boy, and I thought, man, I, you know, I should be able to do whatever I want. I'm the only boy. And, you know, I'm glad I had a dad that loved me that much. And by the way, I've told my father as a grown adult, thank you for doing what you did when I was a child. And my dad just, the first time I told him, he just looked at me like, son, are you okay? <laughs> I can remember him taking me outside. Now, again, this may not have been the best thing, but he took me outside of church one day. And my dad had this ability to hold me with one hand and unbuckle his belt buckle with the other hand and take his belt off without even taking a breath. And, and look, I'm in the house of God this morning. God is my witness. The belt broke, and he just grabbed the biggest chunk and kept going. You know, now when, my, when we started disciplining my children... When, when we, a lot of parents are like, oh, I can't come to church. I can't, I can't bring my children in church because they can't sit still. Yeah, they can. You teach them to respect the house of God. Our kids sat in church from the time they were about two years old. And people, people look over and they see our kids. Now, I told some parents the other day, I said, listen, we used to bring, we, we allowed our kids to have coloring books. And, you know, and I, some people think that's sacrilegious, you know. But as long as they weren't coloring on the pews, we, we let them bring in when they were real little. And you got to remember, if they're sitting in there coloring on a coloring book, they may not be looking at the preacher, but they're hearing what he's saying. Faith cometh by hearing. Faith, faith cometh by coloring books. <laughs> hearing by the Word of God, right? Yeah. And uh, if my child started to do something, I'd take them out. I'd take them out, I'd take them back there, and we'd have a little session. And, and I'd deal with it. And, and I would do it in a loving way, the right way. And, and, and again, I, I, I'd bring my... Now, I would, I would tell my children... Now, I'm, I was a mean dad. I had daughters, you know, and I treated them like they were boys most of the time. And so I would deal with it, and I'd say, now, look, we're going back in church. You're going to sit down. You're going to be quiet. You're going to listen to the message. And I says, and you're not going to cry. And if you cry, we're going right back out. 
I said, you, you can do all you want. I said, you can cry on the inside. You're not going to cry on the outside. You know, and I'd bring them back in. And there were many times I'd bring my child in. And I'd say, and by the way, if you have children, I have no problem with a parent stepping out. Step, my pastor, we did it so many times with one of my children that my pastor said, hey, listen, let me give you a key to my office. You can go use my office anytime you want. <laughs> it's just like a regular occurrence. And, and honestly, today, this day, she's a grown adult with her own children, and she's raising her children, I believe, in, in God's way, and I can see the fruit of that. Now, she's never thanked me for all those whoopings, but, but <laughs> nonetheless, listen, every child, every child needs discipline. Every child. And, and now, again, I'm not going to get into it with you today on what your rod is or how, your form of discipline, but can I tell you that if you just, you're doing the same thing and little Johnny just keeps doing the same thing, whatever you're doing is not working, you know? My granddaughter, she's still wearing diapers. Listen, you, 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 you paddle a child with a diaper, there's a whole lot of padding there, you know? And I mean, you hit them on that diaper and they think they're dying, and, and, and you know, Sometimes you, you might just need to remove the diaper to get their attention, you know. Now, again, I'm not, I'm not advocating hurting a child. You just need to ask God for wisdom on how you're going to do it. But listen, what do we need to do? We have to expect respect. But look at this. Watch this. We secondly need to reward respect. You, look, do we not watch our children everything that they do? Let me, let me put it this way. Catch them doing something right. Do you know your kids don't only do wrong, they do right? And when they do something right, look, there's nothing wrong with rewarding them. John said, I have no greater joy than to hear that, that my children walk in truth. So look at some areas here. Look at the first one. Parents, you need to praise your children for respect. When they do something right, praise them. You know what a great motivator is? Praise Praise it. You know, catch them doing something good. Mark Twain, I love this little quote, I can live for two months on a good compliment. You know, say something good to your child. When children are praised for doing what's right, you know what's going to happen? It's going to encourage them to continue to do things that are right. If they're always being beat down, then guess what? They're not going to be encouraged. The book of Proverbs says heaviness in the heart of a man maketh it stoop. But look at this, a good word maketh it glad. Praise goes a long ways. Give them some praise and, and thank them. You know, my, my granddaughter, she had all the, the measuring cups out last night and, and uh, we were in the living room. She was, she was playing drums with the, all the measuring cups and she, one hit the ground and I, I said to her, I said, pick that up. And she just looked at me and, and before I could say anything, because that's about all I was going to do, my daughter, her mom says, pick that up. I was like, yes, ma'am. I was ready to get up and get it myself. You know? And so she picked it up, and as soon as she picked it up and put it on the table, I said, that was a good job, Brookie. Just to praise her and encourage her, you did a good thing there. Now, again, don't bribe your kids. Don't always, you know, but, but encourage them. A, a word of praise. Be on the lookout for opportunities to, to praise them when they're obedient, when they show respect, and be proud of them when they show respect. So look at, praise them for respect. Secondly, reward them. You know, in addition to just verbally praising them, consider some kind of reward. Look, does not God, our Heavenly Father, reward us? Sure He does. How many of you, how many of you God has rewarded you in your life with something, right? Okay, now look at this. Psalm 84, verse 11. The Lord God is a sun and shield. The Lord will give 
grace and glory, and look at it, no good thing will he withhold from them that walk uprightly, for he that's doing right. So look, we, we need to expect respect, but then we can reward respect, but then look at thirdly, is we need to show respect. Now remember I told you this was going to come back to us, so we need to be modeling respect in front of them. We can't just demand that our kids respect. We need to model it in front of them. Every one of us, look, you are in authority. Remember what I told you? That husbands are supposed to honor their wives. Wives are supposed to honor their husbands. You know, you come home from a long day's work and you, you basically have your boss for dinner. You know what you're doing? You're breaking down respect in front of your children. You need to show respect in your lives the, look what the Bible says in Romans 13. Let every soul, that, that pretty much sums up all of us, doesn't it? Let every soul be what? Subject. Now look at the rest of the verses. Under the higher powers, there's no power but the powers that are of God. The powers that be ordained are of God. Wherefore, therefore, uh, whosoever therefore resisteth the power resisteth the ordinance of God. So look, here's what you have to say is, if you have a job, number one, you ought to be thankful for it especially in this day and hour. And think about it this way, God's the one that gave you that job. God's the one who knew you were going to work for that employer. And so what you need to do is you are under that employer and you need to understand you're under authority. I get tickled over the years. People say, boy, I wish I was a pastor. I didn't have to answer to anybody. I answer to two people. I answer to the Lord Jesus Christ and I answer to that blonde lady right there. That's who I answer to. So understand, we're all under authority, folks. And so when you think about the authority, there are some areas that you and I, as adults, as parents, that we can teach children. You may not have children, but I can tell you this, the way you live your life, the way you show respect, you're teaching younger people, the generations to come, either to respect or to not respect authority. So look at some of these ways that we can teach children how to respect. Look at the first one. We need to show respect to the authority of Scripture. The authority of Scripture. You know, for years, I've tried to teach my children that I love the Bible, that I love to study God's Word. I love to share with my children how that God's Word is the ultimate authority in our lives, that God is in the authority in our lives. And, you know, my children over the years, you know, they haven't asked much, but if they ever said, Dad, why do we do this? Why do we, uh, you know, why do we go to church the way we do? And whatever it may be, then I can always go to the Word of God and say, listen, because the Bible tells us so. And we follow the Word of God. We are Christians. You know, I, I see in the Old Testament where God gives us a great example of this, how that He expected kings, listen, those in authority, kings, to honor the Word of God, and he instructed them that if you honor God's Word, then you know what's going to happen? Your children and your children's children will be blessed because you honored God's Word. Look at the example here in Deuteronomy 17. It shall be when he sitteth upon the throne of his kingdom that he shall write him a copy of this, uh, of this law in a book out of that which is before the priest of the Levites, and it shall be with him, because back in those days they didn't have printing presses, and so if you had a copy of God's Word, it was handwritten. And the Bible says here that it shall be with him, and he shall read therein all the days of his life, that he may learn 
to fear the Lord as God, to keep all the words of this law and these statutes, to do them, that his heart, notice the heart of the father, the heart of the king, that his heart be not lifted above his brethren, and that he turn not aside from the commandment, that's talking about the word of God, to the right hand or to the left, to the end, that he may prolong, notice, his days in his kingdom, and then he and his children in the midst of Israel. So God says, look, if, as long as we as adults, as parents, make God's word a priority, you know what's going to happen? Our children will see the importance of God's word. But see, most children nowadays never see mom or dad with the Bible open unless it's in church on Sunday. They need to see you reading your Bible. They need to see you living your life by the word of God. In other words, they need to see you respecting the authority of the word of God. You with me today? And so we need to respect the authority of Scripture. Look at the second one is we can teach our children respect if we show respect to our spouse, to our spouse. Uh, you know, I've heard it said year, for years now, the, dads, the greatest way that you can show uh, respect and love to your children is to love their mother. Respect their mother. And when you honor your spouse, here's what you're doing is you're showing your children that you respect a healthy marriage. Look, what, what kind of example? If our children look on the news and they watch television, television shows, what kind of example do they see for a home and for a marriage? We don't even probably want to get into that for lack of time this morning. But if they see a husband respecting his wife, they see a wife respecting her husband. Now, look, I'm not saying they don't disagree from time to time. But if there's respect there, they're honoring one another. Look what it says in Ephesians 5.33. Nevertheless, let every one of you in particular so love his wife even as himself, and the wife see that she reverence her husband. So it's reciprocal. It's a two-way street. But when we argue and we belittle one another, what we're doing is we're teaching our children that there's no respect in the home, no respect in the marriage and between spouses. And so we, we need to teach children, show the respect to the scriptures, show respect to us, our spouse. Look at letter C, show respect in society. Boy, this would go a long way. This would change our world if we teach our children to respect and obey law enforcement. Teach your children, how about this, to pray for those in authority. Does not the Bible tell us to do that? Look at 1 Timothy 2. I exhort, therefore, that first of all, supplications, prayers, intercessions, and giving of thanks be made for all men, for kings and for all that are in authority, that we may lead a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness and honesty. Boy, just imagine how the White House would be different if our president would just quit texting. <laughs> tweeting, yes, tweeting. And, and, you know, look, teach our children to respect. Here, here's another one. How about this? Teach your children, if you still have them, to respect their elders. I, Again, I'll go back to my granddaughter. I, I've appreciated that they're teaching my grandchildren, and I hear it from my other kids with their children too, is, you know, listen, I think it's still a good thing to teach children to say, yes, ma'am, no, ma'am. You know, yes, sir. You know, my, my oldest granddaughter, 
she, you know, she's pretty good most of the time, but she, sometimes she'll just say, I don't remember, she says, did she say yes or yeah? What did she say? Yeah, she's, there, that's where she got it, right there. She got it from dad. And, and so sometimes she'll say, yeah. And then my daughter will automatically say, yes, ma'am. And then, and then my, my granddaughter will look right at her, and she, my daughter will say the second time, yes, ma'am. And she'll stand there, and she'll go, yes, ma'am. You know, it's, <laughs> it's, it's awesome. But look, we have to show our children how that they need to show respect in society. I'm going to have to buy my granddaughter something for lunch because I'm using her as an example in Sunday school so much. Look at letter D, show respect in the church, okay? Show respect in the church. Well, how do we do this? Look, are we not, if we're saved according to the word of God, we're brothers and sisters in Christ. Look at, look at me. This is family. You, look, do you all know how to treat family? Listen, I hope you do. I can, t- I can tell by some of you that you've got some family members that you don't know how to treat, you know. But listen, look, we're brothers and sisters in Christ. The Lord's brought us together. And you, look, you need to teach your, when you're children, I, you know one of the reasons I love our church, I never thought I'd be a part of a hugging church. People come through the door, they hug you. I go home with makeup all over me. You know? You know? And a lot of times when it comes to the ladies, I, I'm looking at them to see how much makeup they got on. How, how can I hug her without, you know, getting covered, you know? But, you know, I'll be honest with you. Just like when I had children, I'd go home, you know, those days where I was wearing a suit and there'd be like drool all over my suit. And to me, that was like a badge of honor, you know, having that on my suit. Because that was for my children. And sometimes if I have to take a suit to the dry cleaner, who cares? You know, I, I just, I, I want to I teach my children what it says in Philippians 2, let nothing done be done through strife or vainglory. But look at this, in lowliness of mind, let each esteem other, look at those words, better than what? Better than themselves. You, your children need to see you loving, listen, your family and your church family. They need to see that, model that. Teach your children, look, <clears throat> teach your child to write a note to their Sunday school teacher. I love it when kids come up to me. I don't want, I, I know that sometimes he's not the preacher, he's the creature, you know, but, <laughs> but, but teach your children to love the pastor. Now, I'm not, I don't say that so that, that, you know, your kids will worship me. I'm just saying, again, respect the office. Because I may not be their pastor all their life, but imagine when they're older now, if they've loved their pastor when they're young, they're going to love their pastor when they're older. They're going to respect that authority. And then letter E, teach your children to show respect. And of course, we've been talking about this, but how about this? We need to respect our children ourselves as adults. Don't demean your children. Don't look. It does not help when you humiliate your children. I've tried it. You know, it just comes back on you. And, and the Bible says, provoke not your children to wrath. But look at, what are we to do? Well, we are to be gentle among them, even as a nurse cherisheth her children. See, all children have moments, do they not? They have seasons in their life where they're struggling, and they're struggling with obedience. But remember what I said? How many of us as adults do? You know, we have seasons in our life where we're struggling to be obedient. And if you want to make home work, then what do we need to do? Here's the first thing. We have to expect respect. And secondly, we have to reward respect. But also, we have to be ourselves modeling this respect. We have to show our respect ourselves. So 
listen, I've given you some uh, homework there, so don't forget to do your homework. Go through those questions next week. I'm looking forward to the lesson. How about this one? This will be a good topic here. Cultivating contentment in a consumerist culture. Boy, this, this culture we live in, if you don't have certain clothes, certain purse, all this type of stuff, and, and our kids, they think they have to have all that. You can live without it, okay, but somebody has to teach them. And I'm going to give you a biblical perspective next week. Looking forward to that. Let's pray. Lord, thank you for this morning. I do pray for those that are parents, whether they're children or young or old, that they might teach their children, but the way we teach them is how we ourselves uh, respect those around us and help us to respect authority, help us to respect the Word of God, help us to respect our spouse. And Lord, I pray that our children might see respect modeled in our lives. And Lord, may we give honor to where honor is due. In Christ's name we pray. Amen.